Welcome to the preview podcast. Wrexham playing Kings Lynn Town tonight. And let's have a little look at the, the setup. Well, Wrexham, of course, are cock a hoop. Last Saturday was excellent. 4 1 win against Aldershot. And we've got a lot of games coming up against sides in similar positions to Aldershot in the final third of the table. And it was a pleasing sight to see us beat them comprehensively, especially without one of the three signings that we made in January, because Tom O'Connor, I think, has made a big impact in anchoring midfield and allowing Davis and Young to get forwards. It was good to see that in his absence, Wrexham looked good. Also good to see Mullen come back and get two goals and look like he's approaching match sharpness already. The questions in terms of selection for Wrexham, of course, will be, can Callum McFadden play a full 90 or start at least again. I suspect they won't take that risk because in Bryce Susanna, we've got a very good alternative. I mean, look at how he did against uh, Chesterfield last week. So I suspect that change will be made. And I don't have any information on O'Connor's injury. Hopefully it's not too serious. <clears throat> the possible change could be O'Connor coming in, although James Jones did a very good job on Saturday. Looking at Kings Lynn, uh, it's a difficult one to predict in a way. I've got a plan, which I'll explain in a second. But last Saturday could have put their plans out the window a bit. They got batted 4-1 home by Maidenhead. And by all accounts, their performance was very, very poor. I've seen little clips of it, and they really did capitulate. So it could well be they'll change things around. They've got plenty of players in, who weren't starting in that match who could be considered for the team. In fact, one of the things which Tommy Widrington has done since he came in, he's came in 11 games ago, he has left out some players that have perhaps surprised some Kings Lynn fans because they saw them as regulars. But their results have improved under him uh, as compared to what was going on previously. So, you know, you can't necessarily question that. And here's where it gets complicated. Leading into Saturday's game, they'd had their best little spell of the season. Four matches in which they only conceded one goal. And the previous game was a nil-nil draw at Barnet, which Widrington said was the closest he's been to seeing what he wants from his team happening. So I'll have a little look at that match maybe more, because that's clearly his, his blueprint. But by the same token, I appreciate that after Saturday, he might say, OK, I need to try something different. So he played with a 3-4-3, basically. A familiar face-up front goal, Domatayo. He's only scored two goals this season, but Widrington likes him. And you can see why. They do use him quite a lot for hold-up play. They, he brings players in nicely. And then they're just looking to get rotation going. They've got the two wide attackers who'll come narrow to support Golda Matayo and make space on the outside for the wing-backs to come forwards. Sometimes the right-sided centre-back, Harry Phipps, likes to pull a Clewith and overlap his wing-back as well. So they try to get a bit of movement going in like that and, and a lot of exchanging of positions. And you can see Widrington's been working on that sort of thing. You know, the position swapping players, dropping off to receive a ball as it becomes a trigger for another player to run into the space he's created. So you can see the format and what they were trying to do. Um, if they do so, like I said, Amatayo is important. Josh Barrett and Cameron Hargreaves up alongside him in attack, trying to just work off him. They, they can move around quite a lot. Hargreaves will float around all over the place to try and find spaces. The problems are a bit further back, to be honest. 
because the defence, the defensive three has got a lot of experience in Josh Coulson, who's on loan to them in the middle of that three, but doesn't look all that well disciplined, really. You can pull them out of shape. The midfielders trying to get forwards and you can find space in front of that back three as well. So, you know, in that sense, if they don't park a bus, Wrexham, I think, will will feel they've got strength in those sorts of areas. Jordan Davis, for example, running into those edge-of-the-box positions and, and looking for space to get a shot off or just a pace that we'd have down the flanks to get in behind if they do overcommit themselves. Of course, they could park a bus, but then then it turns into that older shot game last Saturday, doesn't it? We have to be patient, move it around, get the breakthrough, draw them out and then punish them. So certainly a game that Wrexham will expect to win. There's no question about that. I'm not, I'm not a genius by saying that, quite obviously. Um, but yeah, Kingsley are a team in a bit of trouble at the moment. But just be aware that before last Saturday, they had tightened things up and and turned things around a little bit. They 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 won't be pushovers if they regain that sort of form. But Wrexham will still expect to break them down at some point. So enjoy the game. Remember, you can listen to it on Wrexham Player Live with myself, Che Long, and Neil Williams. And there'll be a hot take podcast straight away after the final whistle, which is a short summary of the game. And then tomorrow we'll bring out the longer analytical final whistle in which we look at the match. And there'll be lots of other good stuff coming up this week on Wrexham's channels. The highlights will be out tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Dragon Hearts will be out as video and audio on Friday. So enjoy the game, however you experience it. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC.